You're listening to episode number 13 of the Brain BS podcast called Getting Back to Normal in a Post-COVID World. Welcome to the Brain BS podcast, where you will learn how to recognize when the BS detector in your brain is sounding off and how to use that knowledge to get what you want out of life. Now here's your host, certified life coach from the Life Coach School and podcast newbie extraordinaire, Maureen Kafka. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be here. It's a Friday afternoon. It's blue skies and sunny. It's a little chilly, but I'll take it over the last couple of days of rain and clouds and yucko weather. So um, let's start with talking about the brain BS I'm having today because I think I'm kind of learning something about myself. I will oftentimes think to myself that I'm bored when it's not actually boredom. It's more um, rejection of reality. And I'm kind of going through that today. So um, one of my clients canceled and so I have a little bit more free time. So I'm envisioning how I want to spend that time today. And in addition to that, I have some work to do. But the more I thought about how I wanted to spend that time, the less I liked how I had to spend the rest of my time. So it ended up snowballing into this basically just big rejection of reality. (laughs) Of not liking any of the options before me and not wanting to do any of it. And I always look forward to recording my podcast because it's just fun and I love it. And I found myself not even wanting to do that. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? And I can't tell you how much of my life I spent trying to avoid boredom and thinking I'm a loser because I am bored. Yeah, that will be an episode in itself. In fact, I'm totally going to do an episode on boredom. Of course I am. Especially with COVID, right? Because we only have so many options for what we can do. But here's the thing. It's all about the way we're thinking. So I am sitting here trying to figure out how to reframe the way I'm going to look at the rest of my day. And I've decided um, based on my caregiver support group this morning and somebody talking about a puzzle, I'm going to purchase my first jigsaw puzzle today. So I'm excited about that just to do anything, anything even remotely different that I can still do and, you know, stick with the restrictions of COVID and all that stuff is exciting to me. And then I was trying to think about everything else that I had to do and what are the underlying thoughts that are making me think that my day is not good enough. That's it, that's really good to be aware of when you're doing that because we oftentimes think it's our circumstance that's causing our problems. And of course, you should know by now if you've been listening to all the episodes that circumstances don't cause us to feel anything. It's just the way we're thinking about them. So for me, I thought, well, I'm just going to stick to my schedule. I'm not going to change anything. I'm just going to order that puzzle. And then I thought, I'm going to go shopping and maybe get a little um, item that will give me a little dopamine hit, knowing full well that that's what I'm doing. And that's okay. And I'm just going to, I'm going to take what I have. And I'm then going to figure out how to be grateful for it and all the blessings in it. So I thought I would share that. So I've gone from boredom and discontent to um, making the best of my day and being excited about all the good things that are in it. So now I want to transition into talking about uh, regaining normalcy after COVID. 
or returning to a whatever I titled it. <laughs> I changed it multiple times, but you get the idea. It's about how are we going to navigate where we are now with where we want to be and get through that transition with the least amount of discomfort and honestly, like in the most amazing positive way. So when I think about how to proceed with getting back to normalcy, there's multiple factors that come into play, but there's three primary ones for me. One is who's had the vaccine and who hasn't had it, and does the vaccine actually work? The second one is how do I want to manage my mind and my re-entry into normalcy so that I feel empowered and comfortable with it, or at least as comfortable as I can be? And the third is, this is a great opportunity to redesign my life. So what kind of deliberate changes do I want to make to improve my social life? Now, before we go any further, there are some of you that have not even experienced any of the restrictions of COVID because of the thoughts that you've had about it, which led to feelings and then generated actions that have been quite different than mine. My actions have been very restricted. I've taken it very seriously. I have followed all the guidelines. So for me, this is a big deal, figuring out how I'm going to re-enter the world. But for those of you that, eh, not so much for me, then this definitely is not the episode for you. This is for the people who have been pretty vigilant and are looking forward to normalcy, but still a little apprehensive about the best way to go about doing that. So let's talk about the vaccine first. I'm a science gal. So when I envision a return to normalcy, there definitely has something to do, it has to have something to do with vaccination or medication. And, you know, the CDC telling me that, yes, it's relatively safe. I'm not, of course, looking for perfection, but relatively safe to start interacting with people. The interesting thing is my husband is an essential worker and they um, develop cleaning products. So we're in the 1B category. But I have not even made any effort to move forward to get the vaccine, which I find kind of interesting about myself. And I'm trying to look at how my brain's working with that, because most of the people I know are dying to get appointment and super excited and they're signing up everywhere. And that's just not me. I think it might be I have a well, you know, we've been hearing about these variants, um, these variant strains and that that could have an impact in terms of the vaccine. I'm also a little concerned because um, last year I had some back pain, really bad back pain actually, and I've had it for a long time. Um, it's a lot better now, but then it wasn't. And so I got a steroid shot for it. That was the first time I ever got one of those. Very little discussion about any side effects of steroid shots, so I wasn't the least bit concerned. And I didn't have any problems with the first shot but it actually didn't help my back pain very much at all, just a little bit, which is pretty common. So then they said, you know, that I should get a second shot. So I was like, sure. And I was looking forward to the fact that it could maybe really help me, but it didn't. In fact, I had a horrible reaction to the second shot. I got hives all over and they were itchy and actually became painful and then I also got this internal reaction, like psychological reaction, that I don't think I've ever actually experienced before. And the only word that I can think of that even comes close to describing it is despair. I've never felt so down 
or so hopeless in my life. And it was right after I got this shot. And I had a lot of, I had problems for a couple weeks. And because of that, I've always been like kind of sensitive to medications and different things. So that's definitely a big part of it for me because I'm concerned about, you know, what kind of side effect I might have when I get it. I have since found out that my reaction to that steroid shot only happens to 5% of the population, which I guess is why they don't um, mention it, but I think they might want to. I want to be clear here. I'm not telling anybody that they should not get the vaccine because I actually plan on getting it as soon as I have the opportunity. How fast I make that opportunity happen is a, is a whole other conversation because they also now have the two shots versus the one shot. So I'm thinking, well, if I'm kind of on the fence, why not wait for the single shot and then not have to get it twice? So those are all things that are coming into play because for me, that has to happen first, the vaccine, before I'm even going to start being around other people. And then the other thing is with the vaccine, who else is getting it, right? How many people are not getting it? Because we hear this all the time in order to get herd immunity, we have to have a lot of people getting it. So it's my hope that other people will get it. But then if I go down that rabbit hole where I'm worried about what other people are doing who I have no control over, that doesn't really serve me either and I feel kind of powerless. Where I've arrived at is I'm definitely getting the vaccine and I'm definitely choosing to think on purpose that it is the best thing for me and for my fellow human beings and that whatever happens, happens, and it's okay. That it's all going to happen exactly like it's supposed to, by design, and it will all be perfect no matter what it is, and I will figure out how to deal with it. Now that I've decided for sure that I'm doing the vaccine, and I'm ready, and I'm actually thinking about um, maybe when I'm done recording here, looking up some places and like really starting to sign up and stuff. I don't think it's actually going to happen today, though. <laughs> I'm just not that inspired yet. Something will happen to make me inspired. But anyway, so then after deciding that I'm getting that, I now have to wrap my head around the idea of socializing with people in person again and getting used to that. I'm kind of surprised by the feelings that are coming up as I negotiate how I'm going to resume my social life. Who would have ever thought that this would ever be a problem? And I'm a pretty social and outgoing person. I mean, I'm equally, when I do the test, I'm half 50-50, introvert and extrovert. But I've always been comfortable socializing and, you know, been able to go anywhere and talk with anyone and feel comfortable in my skin for the most part. I'm not saying there's no exceptions. But I've gotten so used to being at home. I've been working at home. I'm on Zoom all day at home. I'm on my computer. I'm with the dogs. And I see my husband. And that's pretty much it. I haven't really been seeing anyone else since it got cold out, haven't gone out to dinner with anyone, haven't, haven't gotten together with anyone to do anything. So I've become kind of comfortable not being around other people, which I would have never really thought is something that would happen to me. But that's where I'm at. Now I'm trying to uh, figure out how to get back to feeling more normal and make this transition, you know, as comfortably as I can in a way that I feel safe and that I'm not choosing to be in fear 
Because as I mentioned in my last episode, fear is an option and it's not really one I want to choose. I guess the way I'm feeling right now is similar to the way I felt when we first flew to our home in California. It's the same in that it's always a little uncomfortable when you do something new for the first time. I don't really get afraid. I've gone back and forth a few times since COVID flying, which a lot of people think is like the scariest thing ever. But I haven't come across one single person that doesn't have a mask on. And we're always situated in our own seat and we're not really close by other people. So I've felt relatively comfortable with doing that. And actually, it's more about being in spaces with groups of people where everyone has their mask off that I'm envisioning and who, as people get the vaccine and don't get the vaccine, everybody's going to be a different point for their comfort level when we all start trying to do that. This might sound kind of weird, but it sort of reminds me of politics in the election. We all have different ways that we go about handling COVID, and somehow it's turned into a mishmash of morality, political parties, selfishness, a lot of judgment and criticism, a lot of love and compassion, people looking out for their fellow man, but it's totally different. So depending on who you get back together with, that's going to be different too. Right? We all have that friend that comes running at us with the big, huge hug, ready to greet us, super excited that we're there, can't wait to get their hands all over us. Um, We all know those kind of people, and God love them. I'm grateful to have those people, especially pre-COVID, but right now, maybe not so much. So it's going to be, because then also, you also have the potential to feel kind of embarrassed and silly that you're making a big deal out of it when other people aren't making a big deal out of it at all. So really, at the end of the day, what it comes down to is being comfortable with your own emotions and the way you go about handling it. It really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks of you. Because trust me, if you were to get COVID and you got really sick or you gave it to someone else, you would not be worrying about what anybody else thought. You would just be caring about yourself or whoever you got sick and praying that you get well. The other thing I want to mention is that I am purposely choosing not to live in fear. I want to practice caution. I want to be smart about how I return to quote unquote normalcy, but I don't want to be scared and I don't want to be really anxious. So I am purposely deciding that that's not going to be the case for me because I know that fear is optional and it's just It doesn't work for me. It doesn't bring out my best. So I'm just going to go into this. I'm going to get the vaccine. I've decided I'm going to trust that it works. I've decided that whoever I get together with, I'm going to love them and want to be around them. So if they reach out and give me a hug, I'll deal with it in the moment and I'll figure out how I want to address it and I'll listen to my heart and they'll just have to understand if it, you know, becomes a little awkward and it it really is um, potentially a place where there could be awkward moments for people when they're coming back and especially those who have had the vaccine and those who have not 
And depending on where you live and what you listen to on television, some people say the vaccine's great. Some say it doesn't work on the variants. So it's all about like really managing your mind in a purposeful way that works for you. So the third thing I want to talk about is how we can redesign our social lives in a deliberate way that works for us after COVID. I, you know, I have a pretty enjoyable life, I feel, but I also can get kind of complacent about it. I don't put as much effort into doing things as a lot of people do. I want to make more of an effort like to pick the good place to go when we travel in the good hotel. The first one that we ever booked in my family was the Hatchet in. And um, I'm still hearing about that today. And I married my husband 18 years ago. And like dinner reservations at those really good restaurants, I never go to those because you have to be proactive and plan ahead and you have to really care. Now, I don't want to care all the time. But would it be fun to sometimes care and to be able to go to those places? I think it would. So I'm definitely going to place a greater emphasis on trying to do fun, special things Um, selectively, and then still enjoy being at home in our indoor outdoor spaces and spending time with my family and my good friends and my beautiful puppy dogs, Ginger and Basil. Also, like when we go to a show or a play, when we get to do that again, making more of an effort to get a better seat. I'm kind of notorious in my family for getting the back row. So I'm going to work on that. I'm going to, I'm, you know what I'm going to do? And I'm announcing it right here. I'm going to a concert and I'm going to sit in the front row. And I'm going to try to make that happen this year. I don't care how much the ticket costs. Well, I kind of do, but I'm going to do it. So that's the kind of thing I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to really do things that I've been wanting to do for a long time. And I'm not going to do a ton of them. I'm going to do it selectively, and it's just going to enhance my life. I have a pretty good life anyway, but then this is just going to enhance it, and then I make fun a little bit more of a focus, because lately it's been all about my business and my work, but luckily for me, that's a blast. So I'm going to remember that too. I'm going to really pay attention to how I'm thinking about my life because if I'm having so much fun at work and I get to have fun at play, I feel like I'm pretty fortunate. So I don't want to cut myself short because I don't think I do enough fun things or I just like am really bad at getting good seats at events because there's a lot more involved with having fun. Another thing to consider is who you're spending your time with. I've adjusted and made adjustments in my life in the last decade or so and I've made sure that the only people I spend time with are people that I love and care about, people that have my back and I have theirs too and, you know, have similar values and just really enjoy spending time with them. Maybe that's something that you haven't done though. So that's something you want to consider that not everybody needs to resume your life with you after COVID. This is a perfect opportunity to um, redesign your life. And actually, I want to give credit to my friend because she's the one that actually gave me that idea. And I love it. I think it's a beautiful idea to proactively redesign your life after COVID. So what about you? Are you going to get the vaccine? Are you going to get the single shot vaccine or the double shot? How are you going to act when you get around people again? Are you going to continue to wear a mask? Are you going to be afraid? Are you going to be feeling safe? How do you want to feel as you go back into this? What sort of things are you going to do with your time now? Are you going to make any changes? Are you going to maybe get rid of some activities that weren't really serving you? 
and, and picking up something new that you've always wanted to do and looking at this as an opportunity for like a big change. How do you want to go into this period of your life? How about socializing, like who you socialize with? Are you going to make any changes there? Is that something that you need to do? I mean, you might as well just like rehaul the whole thing now before you get started again and make the best of it and really decide a new kind of normal after COVID. I think the one thing that I'm going to make sure I do is enjoy the freedom once we do make this happen. Because if this happened once, it can happen again. And there's no guarantee that we're not going to be back in this situation again. I hope you do what I do and you make the best decisions for yourself and you regain a wonderful new kind of normal. Have a great week. See you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, please subscribe to my podcast and give me a quick review and a rating of five so I can get the word out there. I also invite you to go to my website, www.therainbs.com to subscribe to my emails and my newsletter. You can also check out my individual and group coaching options.